Welcome to this week's episode of the Down the Pub podcast. This week I'm joined by Andy Watson as we talk about all the crazy shenanigans going on at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. I'm also joined by Dave DeRay Faulkner as we talk about the aftermath of the Don Cherry scandal on Sportsnet. As always, you can join the conversation on Facebook and on Instagram. Please don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Now on with the show. This week, my guest is uh, Andy Watson. Um, we're here at our new studio, <laughs> which is literally my basement. Um, we're obviously talking about the the big news this week um, for Tottenham fans and uh, football fans in general, I think. El Maurizio got the bullet. Um, thanks for joining us, Andy. No problem. So, um, were you as shocked as I was? I was. I, it's, it's It was pretty interesting events because... Obviously, we get the the news a bit later here in Canada, and I pretty much just yeah got home from work, looked online, and seen it being sacked, and then right away Mourinho was linked, and next mo- wake up the next morning and Mourinho's manager. But, it was pretty crazy. So, obviously, um, Mourinho has been lined up for that for a while. Oh, yeah. There's absolutely no way that they yeah. could have had talks in the space of like a couple of hours. Yeah, a few hours there. Um, but like, there was there was rumors. Uh, through the whole lot of that international break that uh, there was a couple of meetings between Levy and Pochettino yeah um, and it was obviously he wasn't going to walk because he's got he wanted, probably wanted the big compensation payout so obviously it's taken this long until because it, obviously it would make sense at the start of the international break if he'd gone just to give Mourinho a little bit more time I know all the players wouldn't have been there but so do you think that he um, that Tottenham panicked or do do you think it was right to get rid of him? Um, no, I think it, I think it was the right decision. Obviously, things look to be a bit stale if you look at all the recent recent results over the last like calendar year. Obviously, things were going the wrong way. Obviously, the run to the the Champions League final kind of peppered over the cracks a little bit. But um, yeah, obviously they got dumped out of the League Cup and they weren't doing so well in the Premier League. So uh, yeah, it's probably time for a change. I, I felt myself that like he lost the dressing room because I mean I think Harry Kane I think we talked about it before where Harry Kane got injured back in January and we had an awful run where we, we lost a bunch of games and um, we scraped through to that fourth place that was more like Arsenal were shit than yeah, yeah. actually deserved to do anything um, and there was kind of like a malaise that just kicked in there and there's obviously the rumours of him that he was going to go to United. There was rumours he was going to go to Real Madrid. Yeah, and then there was that thing when he said if he won the Champions League, he would quit. <laughs> so, which I, I is just one of those. He probably kind of wished he never said that, but I, I think that's like kind of told you where his mindset was, um, especially like as well in the summer he was talking. He had that big freak out about him I'm just a coach, I'm yeah. not the manager. Le- Levy does tend to take control of player acquisitions and all that kind of stuff and the squad as you mentioned on the podcast when Wiley was on is pretty much the same squad he's had since the start yeah pretty much yeah like I think yeah I said if you look back comparing Liverpool and Tottenham if you look back at the first meeting between the two teams when the new managers then the bulk of the Tottenham team is the set was the same starting 11 um, compared to the Liverpool team which was I think there was like maybe two or three players compared to 
nine at like eight or nine of, of Tottenham. I saw a thing there that um, there were, it was an article on, I think it was on the BBC. They were saying that Liverpool took the the road of building the squad up, going for trophies, whereas Tottenham kind of went down the road of we're building a stadium. Yeah. So we have to kind of watch the, the poor strings and hope for the best that this team is going to get us through the whole thing. And I mean, you can, you can tell, I mean, like the defense is kind of getting all like the two main defenders are getting older um. yeah the, I, I, it kind of reminds me of a, like the route that Arsenal took obviously when they moved from Highbury to the new to to the Emirates yeah they still bought a few players but the the, the players that they bought weren't the same caliber as as the Henri's and the Vieira's and, and so on and yeah they're just there was that well, this, they've still got the hangover from it because they've not really gone on and done anything since. Yeah, they might have won a couple of trophies, but nothing nothing of significance. I think football has kind of passed and boiled a little bit too where you can't just go and spend £15 million yeah. on a player anymore. Like Liverpool all got really lucky in a way that they that they sold Coutinho for so much and it kind of gave them that money to invest. Yeah, um, Tottenham obviously didn't have that luxury. Like I think... They would have liked to move a few players on in the summer and then use that money to yeah for sure people in. And I think that was. <clears throat> but but where does that kind of where does that blame lie? Because really, like those players that are now out of contract at the end of the season, those contracts should have been re- renewed like two, three, four years ago, and just like Liverpool do, they constantly renew players contracts there was a there was a time when like like literally like there was players being announced on the the, the website as signing new contracts but I think also as well that like Pochettino had become too much of a, a kind of a mate yeah. rather than like I mean like for like obviously it's hard to leave a player of Christian Eriksen's calibre out of a team but it's obviously like he doesn't want to be there he hasn't been playing anywhere near his capabilities like yeah. Danny Rose coming out like two weeks ago saying that he's just going to wind his contract down there's nothing Tottenham can do about it I mean that's where you want your manager like just saying yeah. the hell with you are going to put you into the into the reserves or down yeah. with the kids go fuck yourself you want to wind your contract down then yeah. we, we both can play that game like you know you'll never play for England again or you know like, yeah. you can just sit and rot and rot, whatever yeah. but I just think that Pochettino has really become too much of a friend and I think that's a huge yeah and I think he was like and that's the thing he was friends with some of the squad not all of the squad and then that that division in the team could like you could see it pretty much week in week out and like if if you look at that compared to Manchester City compared to Liverpool like you can see a real togetherness in the squads and it just doesn't look it didn't it doesn't and yeah it doesn't look right at Tottenham right now and who knows if I don't know if Mourinho is the right man to to change that around, yeah, it shows there's an ambition there. Well, we all know it, like Mourinho seems to be the guy that likes to spend money. I don't know what he's going to be like working with, bringing youngsters through like that because that seems to be the Tottenham way, bringing, giving people. Well, he he had a very uh, a dig at some of his old clubs there yesterday in his, in his press conference. He was saying that um, the way that Tottenham are set up, that the academy is. The, the club is set up for young players to come through where the teams used with before were set up for them to go out and buy players like they didn't take advantage of yeah. which in a way I, I at Real Madrid I can agree with them at Chelsea Chelsea there was like, you can't, like 30, 40 players out on loan from 
like coming through the ranks. The, the, like De Bruyne, Salah, like I mean, yeah. the, like the, the Kaku, the players that he had at his disposal when he was there, and he basically would just stick with. I, yeah, and I don't, don't spend uh, unless it was million. down to the owner because Roman Abramovich liked to splash the cash, and he would just bring in all of these players. And I'm guessing if Mourinho, like he just you, I think early Chelsea when Mourinho um, when Mourinho was there and Abramovich was there. It was like we want success right now, and let's go out and buy. Are you? I, I like Shevchenko. Let's we'll, we'll buy him. Let's go and buy Hernan Crespo. We'll, like, and it was just random buys, which I don't know if Mourinho would have wanted those I, I, I think or other those, managers. Uh, I think you're right there. I think a lot of those were like, uh, especially Shevchenko was. Uh, it was down to Abramovich. Whereas, like, people forget that. Like, I mean, he was manager of Benfica. He was manager of Porto. Yeah. Where he wouldn't have had a huge like pot of money to spend, yeah. and he wouldn't. Have, the Champions League and he won a Europa yeah. UEFA Cup whatever it's called at the time so yeah. I mean like he does have a track record of, of being at clubs where he doesn't have to go and spend shit tons of money it's just that I mean like with Manchester United I think he walked into such a shit show that something he they had to spend something because the squad was like yeah. the, the two or three managers that they had before like like Moyes and yeah. Van Hal had like totally fucked the yeah. <laughs> the club over and then I mean as I said like with with Real Madrid, like like when you walked in there, like that's all they do is spend money. Anyway, yeah, so. well, that's yeah, and and those clubs, yeah, maybe the Manchester United being the exception, like all the other clubs he was at, and obviously Chelsea being an exception because they hadn't won the league. But like Real Madrid and yet into Milan, like they were pretty much their teams were already in place, and he just had to add like one or two players, and it was probably not. Well, obviously, I wouldn't be able to do it, but yeah, that's true. <laughs> but um, like for a, a man of like his capabilities, yeah, he, yeah, if he just got that right player in, makes all the difference. And obviously, they just keep in Champions League final after Champions League final, La Liga after La Liga, because you saw Benitez followed. Seems to be the follower of uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mourinho. Because oh, oh, there's a lot of Tottenham fans online that were saying they would like to see Benitez come in. I like. I actually don't mind Rafa, but I definitely don't think he was the. I don't think he was the man for the job. Like, um, and it, like he's probably a little bit dated now. Like he did a great job at Newcastle. I I feel sorry for Benitez because he was at Liverpool. Kind of, a, if he was at Liverpool when the current owners are there, I think he would have flourished. I think so too. But he, it seems like he's always had. He's always been at the club where they haven't really given him the funds like that Chelsea, he wanted Milan. yeah like yeah. you're right though I see where you're coming from with like the Inter Milan thing that like he followed the next year and didn't have the same success as Mourinho like Mourinho yeah. he is a great manager like there's no doubt about it I just think that Tottenham fans themselves like obviously he's got the Chelsea connection the United connection but it's also the fact that we have a, a style of play that you know Pochettino was brought along that hasn't been uh, evident in the last yeah. like, eight or nine months but there, yeah. was, there was a style of play that was attractive to watch and, and there, was, there, was, there was a lot of possession of the ball obviously Mourinho doesn't play that way uh, he hasn't no but I, I think he might surprise I think I think the first few I think from now until the end of the season he's going to play that way I think just while especially the next couple of weeks he's going to play very defensive throw pack the bus as they say and um, just until he gets to know the players the, the, the thing for me is like as a Tottenham fan I'm sick of us like leaking shitty goals like I don't care like I, I wouldn't mind a couple of bad performances and we win 
one nil, two nil, just the ship steady. Because yeah. I mean, like watching the game against Sheffield United for me, after watching that game, I could see the writing on the wall. Like the, we were awful. Like Sheffield United were all over us. They hit the post. Yeah, they uh, had that they bad should, goal. They should have had like two or three goals even before that came along. Yeah, they, they got yeah. a fluke of a goal, and like literally like a minute uh, later they were up there, and then they got the the goal that got disallowed, and then we didn't learn our lesson. And you could see in the squad, like Eric Dyer, a player like, yeah. three years ago under Pochettino, was like flourishing, world class. He was yeah. in the shoe in with the England team. Yeah, looks a shadow of himself. Deli Ali looked like a shadow of himself. So I think I think they needed that that bit of a mix up too, just to get somebody new in. But I really hope, knowing Marino's track record, that he just really gets rid of the dead wood. Like we need to get these fuckers out of the team. Oh, and I think I, I I I think he will. There was an article there where they were talking about um, now for Tongan, Alderweireld, and Ericsson because there's a new manager are talking about like maybe signing new contracts. The fuck with them, <laughs> you know? Just, yeah, like, like Alderweireld maybe, but I mean, like he's he's been it's two years now. He's been, maybe, been dicking around with yeah. contracts. I mean, it's just it's getting ridiculous, and we read like you know either you want to play for the club or you don't yeah but I I really think there's obviously like you said this was already planned Mourinho coming in and he's probably give he's probably got a plan of what he wants where he wants to strengthen and yeah he might say this like Ericsson or whatever let's keep him because he sees him as like part of a vital part of the team or he might may have already identified another midfielder or defender whoever to replace the players that are out of contract and it could, what what what's but the thing is going to be surprising if if he has identified if he gets the money to spend because obviously Pochettino hasn't spent that much money. Yeah, and uh, I mean like a lot of that, a lot of that t- seems to have come from the fact that I know it sounds weird, but it's almost like he didn't want to spend the money either. You know, like I mean, yeah. he brought in a few players like I mean like Jansen Salvado who cost quite a bit of money and were just like flops. Yeah. So, so I think maybe he's like a little bit afraid to bring players in. But the thing with Mourinho is we're heavily linked with Bruno Fernandes in the in the summer there but we couldn't move Ericsson on. And like, I mean, obviously he's got Portuguese connections. So Yeah, hey, I uh, saw him linked today in the in the press. So. He, he's a great player and it would be like a little bit of a breath of fresh air. The Sun yesterday said that Mourinho has been told that he won't have any money to spend in January. Don't believe that for a fucking second because that right. man, like, like he'll want to bring in something of, he won't yeah. put his own stamp on that team too. Like, I mean, just looking at the squad now myself, there's probably like four or five players that I think that we really need to like shift on. Like, yeah. I think Hugo Lloris is like, it's just a calamity. Like, Gazaniga since he came into the yeah. team has been, oh, he's been outstanding, like, eh? Unbelievable. Like, like Vertonga is like, 32, 33. Like, you know, you yeah. it's about time to move him on. There's a couple of, like, fringe players. Like, I mean, like, one fight, like, was supposed to be, like, the next big thing for us. And he just yeah. he just looks in, like another calamity waiting to happen. And there's a couple of players that I think we just need to shift um, and then just freshen the squad up. It, like, really needs it, you know? It's, it's Yeah, and it's going to be as well interesting, obviously, because um, just seeing how we play us as well, like, because obviously Ken's being the main man up front and obviously Lucas Moore is always on the bench and I, I like read him like he he pretty much got you guys into the Champions League final and what the, like, the, I, a I, lot of Tottenham fans pointed out to the fact that he was dropped for the final as one of like Pochettino's like biggest like, fails like, biggest fails and stuff like that and I get that I mean like we like it was it, to have somebody who's positive and can attack players and you can see in Harry Kane Harry Kane on obviously they're all doing the 
the messages on Instagram yesterday, like saying, "Oh, you're, yeah. you're a great friend, and we're going to miss you and all that kind of stuff." But you can tell in the last six, seven games that Harry Kane, oh, yeah. like when he plays for England, he's a totally different player. Yeah, like, he's just hungry. He wants the goals. Obviously, he's getting better servers than what he is at Tottenham right now. But I mean, it's just it's like night and day. And yeah. I think that maybe that's another thing that we just like. It's going to bring Harry Kane back a little bit too. You know. Yeah, well, like, like I guess, not that Pochettino wasn't a, a good manager, but obviously, I think Mourinho's probably agree that he's a step above. But it's just whether it's the thing is the top. Like, obviously, he's just got a target this year. Like, there's a good, like, there's there's no reason why they shouldn't go for it in an FA Cup or something like that, and just go for obviously can't the League Cup, but just go for the FA Cup and. That's what he does, though. Like, I mean, like yeah. the D Cup, like a, yeah, he won that. That's true. Yeah, that was he, always his like kind of yeah. stepping stone. Like he did at United, yeah. he did it at Chelsea. It was like you know you win that one trophy because that's the thing. Like success breeds success. And- yeah, and that that was the thing. I think Liverpool, like Jurgen Klopp, never really kind of did. Yeah, he focused in his attention to Europe and the Premier League, but every other like we've not Liverpool haven't really gone that far. Like they got to under Klopp, I think they got to the Europa Cup. Final and yeah, we actually I think we did lose a League Cup final yeah. under him as well, but then like he just didn't seem to have taken it seriously. And now I know we're in the um, we're still in the FA, uh, in the League Cup this season. We've got Arsenal before the World Club Cup with the two games in forty in twenty four hours or something. Uh, like to be honest with you, like if I I, I really hope like, they win the ball. I know, and I feel like like like. Emery like just switching to Arsenal just a wee second like I mean like uh, if he loses that game he's fucked oh yeah like yeah. he's he's on he's on the he's on the plank yeah. waiting to be pushed over that lad and like just talk like of them going for Pochettino now because yeah well they were, like the, obviously they were linked to Mourinho a little like before the tra- like the international break and uh, and obviously that maybe that got Tottenham a bit spooked and made them but it, to me it feels like it's been lined up for a little while so just speaking of like I mean what, what do you think Pochettino's next move is I don't know I think maybe well there's probably a job going at Sky Sky in England right now well I, huh. he, he doesn't do the old English no he doesn't that's, that's a problem true. so yeah that's true <laughs> um, well I, I, I think the Barcelona job could come up pretty soon like He's been heavily linked with the uh, the Real Madrid one too, but I think that with Real that they've got um, uh, like Zidane seems to kind of turn it around a wee bit there, like yeah. back on top of, of the league and stuff. And um, I don't think they have the crisis uh, that they kind of had yeah. maybe two months ago. I think the job he might hang on for is the one that he thought he was going to get risen. I suppose it was the uh, the United job. If yeah, who knows? If eh? Things don't work for Ali. Like I mean, things haven't really turn around that much they seem to have very, be very hit and miss and yeah they've they've had a couple of good results but let's be honest they haven't really done uh, it he was also heavily like I guess the big one that's available right now would be the Bayern Munich job yeah that's true that would be a yeah. big one for him and yeah. I think for himself and because I, I I know it sounds like I don't rate the guy and I'm like he's done so much for my club yeah. it's, it's in, and I can never thank him enough for it all great things come to an end unfortunately yeah. but I mean to see him actually at a big club and see how he could how he could do it when he's able to spend money and I think he'll be better than Mourinho I just think that Tottenham he pretty much had taken Tottenham as far as like if you look at Tottenham when he came in to what they are now like they've been in a like Champions League final like that's amazing and Champions League full stop man to be honest yeah. with you like the fact yeah that- getting in regular 
regular Champions League football Absolutely season. Insane. Like it's yeah. crazy. And I think that we wouldn't have been able to um, build a stadium and all that kind of stuff without that success. So, I mean, like, yeah. like a lot of people say Mourinho is a bit of an asshole and he is to a certain extent. But I mean, today he was doing his first uh, Premier League press conference yeah. and the first five minutes of it he spent talking about Pochettino yeah I saw that too yeah it's a really nice touch saying like this is your club you're always welcome back and stuff like that so it was a kind of nice nice little touch for him like obviously he'd be mortified if Pochettino actually did turn up (laughs) yeah you know it was a nice touch to say Um, did you see the uh pictures that they released of uh, Pochettino writing on the the whiteboard in the oh I think so yeah 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 his his English grammar wasn't the best no. on it, but <laughs> the sentiment was yeah. there. You know, yeah. like like I'm gonna, I I can't say goodbye or something. Yeah. and it's like you know, I love you all kind of stuff. But that message itself kind of shows me like how 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 different the relationship had become. That it wasn't very much a manager player thing. It was more, you know, like the buddies. Yeah, which I it, I, I couldn't I I could not imagine. Jose Mourinho writing a message like that to the players if you got the bullet <laughs> you know what I mean no like I, no. I am sure there's no messages in that were left at Stanford Bridge when they tried the door and no. stuff like that so <laughs> yeah. it's just it's, like Pochino is a classy guy though you know and like I I really do hope that um, he, he gets success in the future but how do you think that the uh, the, the Levy Mourinho dynamics going to work I think I think it's going to be great at first, and then it's going to be interesting to watch as uh, the seasons go on. Did you see the uh, the length of the contract again? Was it two year, two or three years? Like the magic three years. Yeah, the magic three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, yeah, it's going to be it, it, like it's with every like with Mourinho. It seems like it's everything starts off pretty rosy, and then just you start seeing those things in the press and interviews. If he doesn't get what he wants. It's those he, veiled threats that he starts. Uh, he does. He, like he he manipulates the uh, the media an awful lot. Like he like he he rails against. He's a bit like Donald Trump, I suppose, in a yeah. way. Like he rails against the media, but he uses it oh, for, so much to get yeah. where where what he wants to. Like I mean, like at United when he was complaining that he couldn't get players in and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Although they spent like however much on defenders, uh, but he still uh, needed a defender. <laughs> exactly yeah. right. And yeah. you know he's complaining about this, that, and the other. And I mean, like the squad. If you look at the squad he had at United, it was probably better than the squad he's got coming into Tottenham, to be perfectly honest with you. I mean, yeah. Pogba, De Gea, um, oh, yeah. uh, Rashford was there, Martial was there. Yeah. So, I mean, he had he had, he had the makers of a really good team. It just He just couldn't get that team to gel. I'm hoping that, you know, when he comes into, yeah. in, into Tottenham that he's going to be able to get the, uh, the ground running. But I can only see this ending in tears, man. It's like... Daniel Levy has like such an ego himself. Yeah. For him to take like a back seat and like not and to think that Jose Mourinho is not gonna like sound down the river in the in the press. Yeah. He's he's a very foolish man because I mean when you look at it like Pochettino over the course of five and a half years got shafted an awful lot. Didn't really say too much until last summer just gone there. Yeah, um, you can tell it was he was starting to crack and yeah. Like, Mourinho's not the type of guy that will. Like sit on his hands and and say fuck all. He's gonna yeah. go out and say something. So I mean, it's it's definitely interesting. It's you know it's five and a half years of Pochettino over yeah. in the flash. Yeah, it's worrying times. It's exciting times. It's such it's such a weird like just looking at the fan forums yesterday of like how many people like before Mourinho was announced, how many people were like please not Mourinho. I was one of them. Yeah, because I just know how much baggage he brings to whatever. But then, but he also raises the profile. 
And when you drill down yeah. into the numbers, man, like he's he, yeah. himself, he's won more trophies than Tottenham have yeah. as a club. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty scary, that, isn't that's, it? That's that's a that's that that's the be all and end yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. Like we you know we haven't won a trophy in eleven years. Yeah. Like this is going to be the first decade, yeah. I think, in seventy years that we haven't won a trophy in. So I mean, we can say all we want that reaching the Champions League is like winning the trophy it's bullshit no well that's like I know how you feel because obviously the season before Liverpool beat Tottenham we lost to Real Madrid like and I've been lucky enough to watch a few Champions League finals where I've seen ones where we've won ones where we've lost and yeah you just forget about it it's not like it's a big achievement losing a final so yeah and I, I felt like that we didn't build on that in the summer either like I mean like, like no where you look at Liverpool when they lost the Champions League final they went again and their mentality was amazing exactly and, like, and they yeah. bought they, they bought some players in too and I mean like looking at like um, I remember when Chelsea won the Champions League that's when they got Hazard like I mean they no, went yeah. out and they just bought the best that they could buy like, yeah. and, like Tottenham having like I mean we brought in uh, in Dombele who's a pretty good player but I mean like and that's, and that's the other thing though I think the problem with the new the signing the recent Tottenham signings if there was already that unsettled like the unsettled dressing room with those players coming in they'll be like what's going on and so it would be harder for them to sell into the team so hopefully now they get a good like they get a chance and maybe oh, maybe they'll be ex like um, like great players oh, I'm really hoping that um Ryan Sessegnon comes on because I mean like he's yeah I think he'll uh, like I, I just want to see him oust uh, Danny Rose oh, Ben Davis well I think and, did you see there was a few clips from the training and Mourinho was telling Danny Rose that he needs to move more so there you go so yeah. I think I so, think it's the beginning of the end for him so and, and I'm, like, as I said you mean like, like Tottenham have been took him from like Leeds like made him an England international yeah and all he's done for the past five or six years is complain because yeah. Obviously, he saw Kyle Walker off go to. off to Man City and win titles, and he wants to be there too. And it's just like, well, f- fucking go oh, there, yeah, yeah. You know, oh, they don't want you. And, and now, I know he's like, he's gone complete one eighty, and he's like, I'm not leaving. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's going to definitely going to be interesting times. Um, just as a little segue, uh, as I um, Calderon that used to be the president of Real Madrid uh, came out today, and he said that um, Gareth Bale should go back to Tottenham in January oh really uh, because apparently Mourinho is a huge fan of his and it's on the back of this uh, the flag oh yeah yeah. so uh, what's what's your thoughts on that do you think that so what they're saying in Spain is is that they think that uh, he didn't know what was on the banner do you think he knew what was on the banner oh he knew big time doesn't give a fuck (laughs) I think even Zidane came out and said oh it was just like a bit of a like thing like banter but Oh, he knew for sure. But I, I think it was just a joke aimed at like all the bad negative press that he's received. All the fans of Real Madrid who, like, they just make him a. Whenever they lose, he's a scapegoat. Whenever they went, yeah, fair, fair enough. There would have been other players that would have gone there and learnt the language. Like, like I, I really thought that he. I think he might. I, I'm sure he probably knows a bit, but I, like, he just he just doesn't seem that like he really cares. He's it's just a purely professional. I think same. Beckham was the same though. Beckham like learned a little, a little bit. just to get through. Yeah, like, and I, I think I think, but I think that isn't that like the classic 
English person abroad, like, oh, it, like, like, like it's fucking, pretty lazy. Like, we're lazy. Sorry, I should say that, but the, yeah, the British person abroad, I suppose. A lot of us are lazy, and like, yeah, we go to school when we were at school. When I was at school, we did French and German, but we didn't really, I never took it like serious. And because <laughs> it's, it's always that mindset of like, you know, like there's going to be somebody around that yeah. speak English, you know yeah, I mean? exactly. Just, uh, like, we're, we're the same, and like, I mean, he has lived there for six years, so you think he would have bought his bollocks, but uh. <laughs> Yeah, and that's down the hit. Like it, like yeah, he's been there a long time, and yeah, maybe he should know a bit more Spanish. But it is what it is, and they either deal with it or they. You can kind of the thing is, I can kind of see it from like like from both sides in that like um, that you know like he's been out for six games in a row, and then suddenly he tips up and he's playing against uh, Azerbaijan or wherever it is. Yeah. And then so and he's like playing amazing, yeah. As if he hasn't been out yeah, injured, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So I can see that. But then on the flip side, I mean, he's getting nothing but dogs abuse since ever he went to that bloody club, and it's not oh, warranted no. whatsoever. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you look at his display against uh, Hungary, like he he was incredible. Yeah. Like I mean, like he, like the that, that first cross for Aaron Ramsey, that we saw the goal. Yeah. It was oh, it unbelievable. Was, yeah. So I would definitely be uh, all for him. Uh, Come back to Tottenham. Yeah, he'd be um, he'd be a different player though to what left for sure. But I think he would still do a pretty decent job for you guy. Like, yeah, I could see like it'd be nice if he played kind of just out on the left and Deli Ali moved in somewhere else, kind of to support Ken. Just because, yeah, I like Ali, but I, like I don't know what's happened the last little while. I, th- I think this was like I think this was a confidence thing. Like yeah. he had a he had, he had one or two there against everything. He had a pretty good game actually and. Uh, there in the Champions League against the, the Red Star Belgrade, he did pretty oh, well okay. too. But I mean, it's just that, yeah, it is a confidence. It's thing. just that confidence, thing. and especially now that he's been dropped by England too, it's, yeah. it's not going to be a a, a great. A, it's also going to knock his confidence even yeah. more. So I, I think the thing for Mourinho is that uh, he is a good man manager, and I think he might bring him back. You know, yeah, and like. I'm really hoping that he can because I mean he is class he's still only 23 man yeah it's, quite, it's funny to think of like you think that he's like I know been around for, forever, forever but he's only 23 I mean he's got so much still to give so I'm hoping we can get him back to where he needs to be moving away from all things Tottenham uh, obviously this weekend we've got the big game coming up between Man City and Chelsea yeah what's your thoughts on that one yeah, you you wouldn't think it'd be the battle of third and fourth, eh? It's crazy, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like yeah. Leicester, like apparently there was there was. I know I just said I'm away from Tottenham, but apparently there was a there was a rumbling that uh, apparently they tried to uh, talk to Brendan Rodgers and Leicester, oh, they literally just told him to get them, one, do go one, go to hell, and and right, I mean, rightly so. Cause if I was Brendan Rodgers right now, I wouldn't want to move away from that team no. at all. He's he's done something incredible there at Leicester. Um, but yeah, so Chelsea have had a, a massive turnaround themselves under Frankie Lampard. Yeah. Like I mean, like uh, two months ago, we were talking about how he might get sacked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's doing a shit job. Yeah, can't buy anybody. Blah 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 blah. And, and then, look at them now; they're yeah. flying. Yeah, they are. And I, I think it's going to be a good game. Like obviously, and I, I'm I'm after after Liverpool beat Man City and just before the international break, I'm glad that that happened because Man City had been raring to go again to to get the next game under the belt and that two week break just slows everything right down and obviously players have gone yeah yeah, players have gone away on international duty and come back the thing with Chelsea is they've got a lot of youngsters in their team so they probably have been together for for a little bit longer than than Man City so I'm I'm hoping for a draw to be honest just because being a Liverpool fan that, that would be the best result 
But if 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 not, I would take a Chelsea win. And I think Chelsea might sneak it, to be honest. Just just the way that Man City have been and just the fact that they've been dwelling on that game. And I like Yeah, it's, it's so weird. Like I mean, like they they're so hit and miss. Like they go from like looking like they're world beaters to you know, like they 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 played not that badly against Liverpool, to be perfectly honest with you. No, it's just Liverpool were more clinical at the end of the day. And yeah, and, and that's what you would expect from Man City rather than Liverpool in yeah. a way. Like that's kind of what, what they've built up those the last couple of years when they've won the title. But I mean I, I wouldn't I definitely wouldn't uh think about um like like Chelsea. I think Chelsea like you're right, like I mean they're coming into a good bit of form. Uh like Kante is kind of back in stride yeah. and yeah. Um, like the the youngsters they're bringing in, are yeah, just, I'll, yeah, they're just clicking. It's it's great to watch, and I I, I hate Chelsea because they're another London club. But I mean, it, it is good to see. Obviously, for you, like a like watching like all these English kids. Yeah, well, that's uh, the good. It's like yeah, very bright future right now for England, and obviously they same like they obviously they don't have a very they didn't have a very strong. <laughs> qualifying group but they just obviously steamroll pretty much everybody but you still have to win the game you still got to win the games you got to get your motivation up for those games too which is very true that Cosmo team weren't half bad and I mean they could go away and win against the 4-0 or something like that because you know you can only beat what's put in front of you and it's the the same thing I mean if you're doing really well in the qualifying groups you're going to get an easier one because you're going to be seeded yeah yeah, they, they are top seeds We've got it's got Wells written all over it and again on the groups I can see it. Yeah, I, I mean, like um, I, I think myself now for the Man City Chelsea game, I honestly think that uh, like I, I think it's got drawn all over. It. I, I do hope so. I really do. Oh, there'll be some crazy VAR decision or something that will swing it one way <sighs> well, or the other. No doubt, no doubt. But yeah. I, I mean, the, you're right though. Like I mean, having that two week away is really gonna disrupt them. You're yeah. right. Like I, I'd say Pep wanted to get the fuckers in yeah. and just run the bollocks out of them yeah, or exactly. you know what I mean but now it's like you, you kind of it's it's gone and passed but they dwelled on it over the and the, like the way that the internationals now is like, the, well, like it's all dribs and drabs coming yeah. back so it's not everybody coming back together and well you 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 probably read and saw about the Joe Gomez Raheem Sterling in in England camp so that was one, one man city player that was still oh man like but well, that, that's the thing though I mean like the, the fact that I don't understand England fans sometimes. Like, why would they? Oh, you know, like yeah, Joe Gomez like ridiculous. did absolutely nothing in that. Like, but apparently yeah. he went in and was went Tried to shake his hand, hand and yeah. like staring him off the the, the the fucking deep end. Yeah. And next thing he's getting booed. Yeah. Why did you boo when you're on? Like, I, it's, it's so weird. Like the yeah. way that football fans are just so uh, so fickle, so fickle, and yeah. like just like pantomime. Yeah, exactly. Well, like, that's exactly yeah. what it is. But I mean, like the fact that it was like that. It, it was all over the papers how that actually played out and then they go and boo the wrong guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, like, in all honesty, like, I mean, you're playing Montenegro and you're playing, like, fucking, yeah. uh, like, Kosovo. It's, yeah. Like, it's not going to be a huge loss in... No, well, that's... Ryan and that's the, playing. Yeah. It actually would have been nice for him not to play Harry Kane, to be perfectly honest, in that second game because, like, the poor guy looks like he could do with a fucking break. Yeah, he's just know? played constant. Like, he, if he's not been injured, he's just played constantly for, like, coming up two years because of that stupid Cup of Nations thing and now after the end of this season it's the Euros yeah and I mean so it's ridiculous geez like this Euros like I know that we said we wouldn't talk about international football and stuff like that but what the actual fuck have they done with this thing so 
Ireland finished third in their group. Oh, somehow yeah. managing to get into some weird fucking playoff thing. Yeah. But it's like a league. So then oh, they, is it? Yeah, I didn't so, realize so, that. So they play some team and then they go and play another team and their first game's against Slovakia somehow who finished fourth in their group and like yeah it's 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 just a mess Strange. and then even like for the the group games next year because they have, they're having it in 10 different cities 10 different that, around like, the around like, Europe yeah because England like uh, managed to win their group I think they've got like two or three guaranteed home games yeah the gr- I think the group all the group games are in are in England uh, and I think if they get then the quarterfinals like the round 16 and quarterfinals are away from England and I think Wembley's doing the semi-finals and the final like what the, the, I, it's why weird not just, why not just give it to England like it, it makes no sense to me like, and then you've got like apparently there's like a game in Dublin or something oh really yeah so apparently there's a game that if Ireland get through that they might end up playing England in Dublin which is that's that's not th- going to that, that's not going to that's not a good idea <laughs> no like, you know like I know that we played a friendly there a couple of years ago um, and it went okay but I mean not in a European I mean, championship yeah, yeah. Like, no, it, it's not, just asking for trouble yeah. and it, it, I, I still like I, I try to work it out how the fuck the thing works and I haven't got yeah I, I did see it. that it was all like different I, and then I was like yeah this is a bit weird so um, are you going to go down and watch uh, I think Liverpool playing is it Crystal Palace this weekend yes yes they are yeah it's a, with your fellow Reds at Dirty Nuggies uh, I'm not sure I'm not sure because I've got that, that's on Saturday morning isn't Saturday it? morning so I've got my work's Christmas party okay. tonight and we're staying over so it just depends on what time yeah, you won't be there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You'll be fucking dying with a hangover all day. Um, so yeah, I just want to say thanks for hanging out, Andy. Uh, it's definitely been a uh, interesting um, few days. Few days, and it's definitely a story that's going to keep going on and on because Mourinho is box office. And, oh yeah. Uh, I meant to ask you predictions. Do you think we'll beat West Ham on the weekend? Well, the way West Ham have been awful, so. That could be the next one of the next managers that's gone. So I think, uh, yeah, I think the Mourinho effect will buoy uh, Tottenham, and yeah, they'll they should win against uh, West Ham. I like pretty easy, I imagine. Well, you heard it here first. Thanks, Andy. Cheers, no worries. Thanks. I'm uh, joined by Dave DeRave. Uh, uh, how's it going, Dave? How are you? Oh, good. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, no worries, buddy. Thanks for coming back on. Uh, the reason why I have you on this week is um, I'm a little bit in the dark about this stuff, so it's uh, it's good to have a Canadian point of view. So um, there's obviously been a controversy with Don Cherry the last two weeks. Um, Old Donny boy. Yeah, surrounding Remembrance Day. So... Before we kick into that, um, for the people who aren't from Canada, uh, who's Don Cherry? So Don Cherry has been on uh, TV forever for Coach's Corner after the first period of play for uh, Saturday Night Hockey with uh, his fellow partner, Ron McLean, or ex-partner, I should say. And he's been an icon for uh, Canadian hockey fans for years. Just uh, he's, he's 85 now, so he's been on there for almost 30 years, I'd say. 
Okay, so was he like a player or a coach or? So he had his. He played a couple games in the NHL, I believe so. Not many, and then he was mostly a coach for the Bruins for not very long, and then uh, he went to CBC or Sportsnet. Okay, so he didn't actually. He, he doesn't actually commentate on the games. He's got like a wee kind of like segment or something that he does where he just kind of gives his take on the game or like the actual ice hockey in general and he's kind yeah. of okay it's a, bit, kind of, it's a bit of it it's a bit of a mix so he talks about anything and everything so usually a leafs game's on and he'll comment on the team some of the players some of the players who aren't getting recognized who should and then he just rambles on about anything and everything so so he he's he's quite controversial because i guess he said stuff in the past that Oh, many little, things has been a little bit uh, close enough. I, I I believe he said stuff about foreign players in the NHL and all that kind of Russia. stuff. Russia, yeah, yeah. So he he has a bit of a history, I guess. So what happened last week that's caused this huge controversy? Well, to start off with, they were just talking about hockey like he usually does, and then they changed topics randomly to uh, because it was Remembrance Day, well, close to, and. Uh, he just started going off like he does uh, about uh, remembering saying people buying poppies, but then he switched to saying about you people need to start supporting the truth by buying poppies. And like he was talking about Toronto in general and how he said a lot of people there because they're foreign don't buy any poppies or anything like that. But he was quite outspoken about it. And Ron McLean really didn't jump in or say anything. He actually gave a thumbs up during it. So. That was a bit of a surprise, but that's what ended up getting him fired. So he said, uh, you people, you come here and you want all the milk and honey. Or some, some words to that effect or something like that. You enjoy that. a way of life and whatnot. So, so a lot of people, I guess, interpret that as him having to go at immigrants and not... Uh, supporting the people who have helped to make Canada the great country it is, I guess, right? Yeah, exactly. So then, with yeah, so then I guess uh, CBC probably got a lot of complaints about it, and then was it CBC or Sportsnet that sacked them? <sighs> I think it's Sportsnet. Sportsnet. Yeah, Rogers own it all. Okay, so yeah. so then they, obviously they got a lot of complaints. So then they they fired them on the back of what was said. So he, he hasn't apologized for it, has he? No. So what he did say. So they had an interview the day after with him at his home, and he said. He wasn't wrong for saying you people. He should have said everyone. Okay. He, he kind of – he did point out that he did say it wrong for saying you people, but he didn't come out and say, I'm sorry. He, that's just the way he is. Like, he doesn't apologize or step down for anything, really. Here's the thing, man. I, I'm, an, I'm an immigrant here in, in Canada, and, I mean, like, I can see why people would be upset by the whole – you people, da 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 da. But I, I didn't. I honestly didn't realize that the next day he came out and said he misspoke. So I mean, like, I, I, I understand his sentiment. I get the fact that you know, like, um, he's he does a lot of stuff for veteran charities, and I know he's been to Afghanistan and all that kind of yeah. stuff. So I know it's a very passion. It's a passion, passionate subject for him. So I, I get like, I mean, in the heat of moment, you might say something. So I mean, if he's come out and said that he misspoke, I mean, what's What's the big deal? So, like you said, he is very passionate about the troops. Like he ever, like so many times, he's just like support support this guy, like this family, support their family, like troops families. Like 
he's very supportive about that. But the thing is, like going on air, like a lot of immigrants do watch hockey, and they do have also a Punjabi section of uh, Hockey Night in Canada where they talk in Punjabi. Okay, it's pretty cool. So. He knew he was going to get backlash for this, I bet. And Ron McLean, you could tell, got un- uncomfortable when uh, he brought up this topic, but didn't say anything. So, uh, to be honest, he does have it coming for him for saying this, but I'm kind of surprised he fired him after everything he said over the years. So, uh, but Ron McLean did come out and give like a groveling apology on the on the yeah, Sunday. I- <laughs> Yeah, he did. So Ron McLean came out, but he he felt the way he came out and said it the day after was about kind of like the way he came out. That's the way I think they wanted Don Cherry to come out the day after and apologize. And Don Cherry wasn't willing to do that. Which, known as character, yeah, obviously he was never going to come out and I wouldn't say kiss people's asses, but I mean, like he's obviously he's he's a man who sticks to his guns and all that kind of stuff. So he's never going to be that guy like as I said you mean had he come out and just like said you know I misspoke this is what I actually meant like I I apologize if I offended anybody but it wasn't the intention job done but apparently he's saying now that Sportsnet they wanted more than that is that right yeah so they wanted they wanted more for him to kind of come out the way Ron McLean came out it's just that's not going to happen from him but you also got to look at maybe there's an underlying thing that Sportsnet really wanted him out because he is 85 years old and they were just yeah. like oh this is the way to get him out but it's just like for such like an icon for it all to end this like I mean like when I moved here Don Cherry was like one of the big things that I I recognize obviously he's got those weird suits and I knew he's kind of yeah. outspoken like back home in Ireland we've got Somebody called uh, Eamon Dunphy, who's in the kind of set that same kind of thing. He's kind of outspoken. He says kind of stuff that's a little bit like close to the knuckle kind of thing. And, you know, we've obviously got last week on the podcast, we talked about Roy Keane. Roy Keane's right. a, pundit, a pundit in England. And sometimes he says stuff that's a little bit controversial too. So, I mean, like each, every country kind of has their Don Cherry in a way because you kind of need it to liven up the sports and stuff for like that. But, I mean, the guy's 85, he's a legend. This isn't, yeah. surely, surely this isn't the way that people wanted it to end. It's, it's very sad. Like, I grew up playing hockey for years, like minor hockey, and we looked up to him. Like, he was just an interesting person to wait for after the first period. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he got everyone excited about the game and different aspects of it, and he was just an icon for everyone to look up to. So, so this week then, he's, uh, the, the big news is that he's started a podcast <laughs> Uh, the great vine. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that um, probably within an hour he's got more listens than I'll probably ever get in mind. But um, so, <laughs> so, but like, so you've li- you've listened to the episode. I didn't actually get a chance to listen to it myself because uh, staying on the uh, on, on the podcast. So he was with his son, just talking. So we talked a little bit about just hockey on the first. Then he got to talking about sports and pretty much about how he didn't want to do what they wanted to wanted him to do to come out and apologize. And that's basically the gist of the plot. It was a pretty short episode. I think it was 26 minutes or something. Okay. But I, I, yeah. I imagine it's probably like the top podcast in Canada this week. I'd imagine. Oh, a hundred percent. It's on Spotify though. Yeah. It was weird. I couldn't find it on Apple podcast, but no, oh. uh, I think it's good. He's having a podcast though, but he does sound 
not as good do, do you know, on a podcast. You know what it kind of reminds me of, though? It's like, do, do you remember in The Office when uh, Creed wanted to start his own blog or something like that? And then yeah. Ryan, Ryan gave him a Word document. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, just, oh, it's, it's just a son that has him there, like, fucking ranting and raving into a mic and probably never going to publish any of it, so... <laughs> I know, God. It'll be interesting to see how uh, Don Cherry transitions to the podcast. His like suits and just the way he looks is iconic for him. Like him speaking in a podcast, you can't see him. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I would imagine like if it was, if they were smart, they would start a YouTube channel and do it that I way. I know. You know, kind that's of more visual thing. Cause, cause that's the thing, like watching, you know, with the hands and the, the crazy suits and all that kind of stuff. It's, it is part of the image and just hearing them on, a podcast probably you're right it's probably not going to be the same but i mean as i said it's it's horrible the way it's ended like obviously you would like for him to be able to sign off with a nice like little package where you know they show his career highlights and all that kind of stuff instead of it just ending kind of shitty right i mean it's, it is kind of shitty the way it's kind of ended i feel bad taste in everyone's mouths from it like yeah but just... <laughs> well, I, I guess not that's what, what we all co- wanted but i guess that's what comes from like like you know just allowing people to basically say what they want for so long and then just kind of just that's done you know until eventually yeah. they're going to say something that's wrong right i mean it's just unfortunately that's just the way it goes so um the, are, are you not losing any sleep over are you no i'm not at all really but the thing is like i don't know where they're gonna go like with this hockey like during saturday night like this is a big night for them for ratings wise and so, uh, without well, I guess like Ron McLean, can't, Ron, Ron McLean can't do it on his own, can he? No, he no, he was always a side piece, pretty much. Like he'd always chime in every once in a while when Don Cherry would give him a second. But other than that, Ron McLean's kind of boring, I find. So, so when um, when Rogers, so so I, I guess just just finally, just uh, who do you who do you think is going to replace Don Cherry? Like who are they going to bring in to liven up? Uh, the coach's corner. Well, Mike, Bab- and, uh, Mike, Mike Babcock. He's looking for a job now. Jesus. But no, uh, I think maybe Elliot Friedman could come in. He's a, a reporter there as well. I think he would be a good fit. He's kind of, uh, he's pretty interesting to listen to and he has a lot of insight into the game. But other than that, like, I don't know who they're never going to replace Don Jerry. That's for sure. Like that personality, like that's over. And so is Coach's Corner pretty much. Like Ron McLean came out and said that, but it's no more. So I don't know where they're going to go from here. Well, where, where does that leave uh, Ron McLean then? He's pretty fucked. Yeah, I don't know. Film hockey segment where he goes oh, to geez. different communities to win. But other than that, he was pretty much with Don Cherry's right hand man. Like now he's going to. I don't know what he's going to do. He's going to be kind of screwed. I, if I were him, I would have stepped down with Don Cherry as well. If he was yeah, a real friend. You, you know, and, and then just gone off and done their own thing. Because, I mean, that's the thing. It's like they're they're definitely like a, a dynamic duo. And that's I, I think that, that would have made a lot more sense for them. Because at least then somebody else could have like, you know, like CTV or somebody or TSN could have just had them come in and just have their own like little wee segment or something but oh well it's kind of not everything gets to end so well so, so, um, so Don Cherry actually like he he's talked a lot like badly about Russia 
and Russian players in general, but he actually got offered a contract to go do Russian TV. What? Uh, yeah, have a segment uh, on Russian TV. That's which would have been crazy. Yeah, I bet you as soon as he got off the plane, he would have kicked the shit out of him. So <laughs> I, I know I, I can't imagine him there, but he did for sure, and it was crazy. I'm just uh, yeah for uh, Dynamo TV. So that's it's that's insane. Dynamo Moscow. Yeah, they said we heard that you have been fired. It's not good. Come to Russia. We need an analyst for Dynamo TV who could talk whatever he thinks. We love old soldiers, and we will make a nice suit. <laughs> well there you go so uh, comrade Cherry will we'll see him in future then alright yeah, Dave but he'll uh, take a pay cut yeah big time well uh, th- thanks a million for, uh, for hanging out and uh, bringing me up to speed on everything Don Cherry uh, I'm really hoping you know he, he gets to come back and goes out and with a bit of grace instead of just the way this has ended because it's not it's not cool. All right, man. Thanks, Mel. Appreciate it. Yeah, that's Take it. Take care. Bring me sunshine in your smile. Bring me laughter all the while. In this world where we live, there should be more happiness. So much joy you can give. To each brand new bright tomorrow Make me happy Through the years Never bring me Any tears Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of the Down the Pub podcast. Thanks again to all my guests for joining me. It's certainly been a crazy week. Please head over and check out our new webpage downthepubpodcast.simplecast.com Hopefully this will make things easier to catch the show in future. Uh, We will be running a competition this week to help celebrate its launch, so please look out for that. The Halifax Gales are still running their wine raffle, so head over to their Facebook page for details. As always, make sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And until next week, thanks for listening to the show. We really appreciate it. Cheers. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.